Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are continuing to look at Dr. Willard F. Harley's work as published in his signature book, His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair-Proof Marriage. Today we are going to continue looking at what Dr. Harley says is the guy's second most important emotional need, and that is recreational companionship. Dr. Harley recommends couples create a list of mutually enjoyable activities, and to help you do that, Dr. Harley has created what he calls his Recreational Enjoyment Inventory. If you would like a copy, just send me an email. That's Pastor Gary at CloverdaleChurch.org, and I'll send you a copy. It usually happens that when a couple draws up their master list of mutually enjoyable activities, that there are many surprises. Some activities that neither have experienced before They simply sounded like they might be enjoyable. Other surprises are activities that the couple didn't realize were mutually enjoyable. They both thought the other disliked doing them. But there's another surprise that couples often face. Finding that something they are already doing together is unpleasant for one of them. What do you do with that activity? Initially, engage in only those recreational activities that you and your spouse can enjoy together. You can eventually participate in activities apart from each other. But until you become each other's favorite recreational companion, it's Dr. Harley's position that you must spend all your leisure time together. His assignment of engaging in only mutually appealing activities is not a summons to misery and deprivation. It simply means considering your spouse's feelings when selecting a recreational activity among those you already enjoy. Why should you gain at your spouse's expense when you can gain together? Dr. Harley says there are a host of reasons that spouses should discover recreational activities they can enjoy together. For one, it reflects the care both spouses should have for each other. If one spouse sacrifices his or her enjoyment, it means the other is willing to gain at the spouse's expense. Whenever a sacrifice is made in marriage to please one spouse, at that moment, one spouse doesn't care how the other spouse feels. A second very important reason to discover those activities is that they stand up over time. Whatever it is that both you and your spouse enjoy together, you are very likely to do again. You want more affection? Express affection toward each other in a mutually enjoyable way. You want to make love more often? Make love to each other in a mutually enjoyable way. Do you want intimate conversation? Talk intimately with each other in a mutually enjoyable way. And when it comes to recreational companionship, If you want to spend more of your leisure time together, make sure that you and your spouse enjoy the type of activity and the way you engage in that activity. A third important reason to become each other's favorite recreational companion is that it ensures deposits into each other's love bank, especially his. Think about it, guys. 
Some of your best feelings occur when you are engaged in a recreational activity. If you share it with your spouse, you associate those good feelings with her, which sustains your love for her. If you share it with another woman, you lose an opportunity to sustain your love for your spouse and risk developing love for that woman. Dr. Harley says that many spouses, particularly husbands, find this assignment hard to put into practice. Just the thought of giving up their favorite activities, like hunting or football, causes depression to set in for some men. That's understandable since most men need recreation in their life to keep going. They use leisure time activities to recharge themselves. Still, Dr. Harley encourages these men to try his plan for just a few months, reminding them that he has not told them to give up recreational pleasures. He simply advises them to include their wife and choose activities they both enjoy. It's not a matter of giving up all the pleasures of life. Instead, a man must simply replace his old pastimes with some he can share with his spouse or make her a part of the ones he already enjoys. Dr. Harley cautions that in making the changes a wife should be alert to the possibility that breaking a recreational habit can put some men into a state of withdrawal. He may miss it terribly at first. She may wonder if she's made a great mistake. She didn't mean to force herself on him, although she wants his companionship too. Halfway through their first activity together, she may want to tell him to return to an activity he's left because she feels guilty for taking him away from something she knows he truly enjoys and deserves. But eventually, Dr. Harley says, he will come to enjoy mutually appealing activities more than those he could not share with his wife. This is because she has an easier time meeting some of his other basic emotional needs, such as sexual fulfillment, when she becomes his favorite recreational companion. If for one or both of you, an activity fails to be enjoyable after the first time or two, don't give up. Give yourselves time to adjust and to try new pastimes. Take the time required to gain some skill. You may have some difficulty accommodating these changes, but you'll find the rewards for your marriage well worth the effort. It's been Dr. Harley's experience that couples that limit their recreational activities to those they do together make tremendous gains in compatibility. They also deposit tons of love units in each other's love banks. In previous broadcasts, we talked about Dr. Harley's suggestion that you spend a minimum of 15 hours a week giving each other undivided attention. You'll recall that the context of that recommendation was intimate conversation. So you may have been left with the impression that you should talk intimately to each other for 15 hours each week. But talking isn't the only way to provide undivided attention. In fact, the intimacy that results from undivided attention is usually achieved when a combination of four emotional needs are met. The top two emotional needs of most women, affection and intimate conversation, and the top two emotional needs of most men, sexual fulfillment and recreational companionship. 
It's no big surprise that women define a romantic experience differently than men. For most women, a romantic evening meets her emotional needs for affection and intimate conversation. An evening dinner, dancing, and a walk in the moonlight filled with expressions of love and stimulating conversation. Men, on the other hand, find romance in sexual fulfillment and recreational companionship, watching football on TV with sex during halftime. While neither perspective on romance works very well for the opposite sex, now let's move to what Dr. Harley says is her next most important emotional need. She needs to trust him totally, honesty and openness. A sense of security is the bright golden thread woven through all of a woman's five basic emotional needs. If a husband does not maintain honest and open communication with his wife, he undermines her trust and eventually destroys her sense of security. In general, men don't feel the need to share themselves to talk about their past, what he has done, the present, what he is thinking and doing right now, or the future, what plans he has. Then remember what we've said about your relational dynamic when you were dating. You were both in sales and marketing. You were each selling an image and a persona that you were hoping the other one would buy. And that approach didn't really lend itself to honest and open communication about many areas of our lives. And even after we got married, we still tried to keep up the persona that we had sold while we were dating. What this means is that in reality, our relationship didn't start off with the foundation necessary for honest and open communication. Withholding information in marriage is bad enough. But when a spouse provides misleading or downright false information, it's a disaster. Guys, you're not necessarily being dishonest. You're simply keeping your thoughts, activities, and plans to yourself. And in doing so, you're failing to meet your wife's need for honesty and openness. Transparency is one of the most important qualities in a successful marriage. Nothing should be hidden from each other. Remember Adam and Eve in the garden? They were naked and unashamed, emotionally and relationally. This was the perfect design before sin entered the world. Your spouse should know you better than anyone else does. Dr. Harley says that he has many people ask him, quote, When you say I have to be honest and open with my spouse, Aren't you taking away all my privacy? He goes on to say, If by privacy this person means keeping part of himself or herself hidden, I hold firmly to my conviction that this word has no place in a husband and wife's relationship. Many colleagues and clients alike disagree, but I have seen too many marital disasters follow the compromise of my principle. Well, our time is gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, 
Click on the Mum Live tab and view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Although you may find it threatening to think your spouse might have the right to read your email or go through your purse, I believe this kind of openness is indispensable for a healthy marriage. Unquote. Think about that. When I protect my privacy, it makes me less transparent to my wife. She is the one person who needs to know me best, and I need to provide her with all the information, including the wards. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening, and be blessed.